1: Inside sources Inside, Inside sources where KSL offers you talk deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Of course, Republicans in Congress now are starting their own versions of hearings into the Biden administration uh, and particularly into the immigration policy at the southern border. The, the hearings, of course, uh, looking at everything from Homeland Security, Secretary uh, Mayorkas and his role in all of that. What's going to come of those hearings? More importantly, how do we start getting forward uh, in all of this? And, uh, of course, we always turn to our inside source, Suzanne Moniak, who's the staff writer at CQ Roll Call, uh, where she covers immigration law and policy in the courts and on co- Capitol Hill. And, uh, Suzanne, thanks for joining us. Uh, we know we had a, uh, a bipartisan group that went to the border, uh, which is always a good thing in my view. Uh, but give us kind of a, a lay of the land. where Where are we now? Obviously, the Republicans are ramping up and uh, having some hearings and and there's many issues to that we'll get to. But what's kind of the general lay of the land right now?
2: The lay of the land is differing a little bit right now in the House and in the Senate. In those two chambers. we're kind of seeing somewhat different dynamics when it comes to immigration. Uh, you mentioned the bipartisanship. So that was a group of eight senators, four Republicans, three Democrats, and one independent, Ter Senegal traveled onto the border where they really seem to focus quite a bit on bipartisan solutions. The group went to um, two cities in Arizona and Texas, and they you know, spoke with stakeholders, people involved down at the border, and they held us a couple of roundtables in which they sort of seem to be searching for potential legislative openings for some kind of bipartisan immigration bill, um, which, as you may know, has been something that Congress has been trying to pass for decades now, um, and so far been unable to do so. Yeah. But really seems these senators, the challenge ahead is the House, which, of course, is controlled by Republicans. And they seem a little bit less amenable to that kind of
1: bipartisanship. Yeah. And uh, it will be interesting to see if, uh, if this is another... I always, I always hate the gangs, the gang of eights, the gangs of 12, the groups of whatever. Uh, those are always dangerous things. But uh, but I'm hopeful that they can get to something, again, narrow, specific, I think, where there is a lot of agreement. It seems like we end up swinging for the fences and, and we just need to hit a couple of singles, I think, would make a a bigger difference there. So give us the, the positioning on the other side of the Capitol from the House, obviously launched uh, into uh, some hearings on Wednesday. Uh, give us the lay of the land there.
2: So on the House side, um, we're seeing a lot of focus on border security. Of course, Republicans have just taken the majority in the House of Representatives, and they've made it very clear that border security is a top focus. As you mentioned yesterday, the Judiciary Committee held its first hearing of the session, and it was titled "The Biden Border Crisis, Part One," somewhat ominously yeah, implying this will be the first in a series of hearings that will be focusing on this. And they brought in people to discuss fentanyl crossing across sentinel moving across the border, which Democrats are then quick to point out as largely seized at force of entry and is not primarily being brought over by migrants or asylum seekers who are crossing the border. So just kind of seeing a lot of fiery rhetoric about, you know, migrants entering in the U.S. and national security threats and just sort of a stark difference a little bit from the um, more subdued bipartisan discussions we're seeing at the Senate side, not to, you know, downplay the border conservative border security concerns that um, Senate Republicans, of course, have as well.
1: Yeah. And, and so as you look at that, is there a, uh, is there a space there uh, in some of these hearings? You know, will we just end up with a lot of performative uh, stuff going on, people looking for their social media moment? Uh, I know we have the resolution in terms of impeachment uh, for Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, is, there, is there a space in between there where we can have a real conversation in some of those hearings on the House side? in terms of some of the the real issues and kind of the path forward? I
2: think that remains to be seen. I think certainly for this first hearing, Democrats at least accuse their Republican colleagues of engaging um, in political theater. Um, And then to a large extent, um, congressional hearings are an opportunity for lawmakers to generate social media clips and to, you know, publicly speak and have those remarks, you know, be a part of the record. And I mean, I think that if Republicans want to be very serious about passing a bill that heightens border security funding or, you know, increases enforcement measures at the border, then they would need to consider, you know, looping in Democrats because at the end of the day, nothing will pass the Senate if it's a partisan bill in the House because the Senate is controlled by Democrats. So if they want a border security bill passed, they will need to accept provisions protecting undocumented immigrants because that will be Anything else would be a non-starter in the Democrat-controlled Senate. So right now we haven't seen it. Will we in the future? Potentially.
1: Yeah, I, I just think this is one of those where there's – if you get past all the headlines and all the we'll, – we'll, we'll invoke our former Senator uh, Ben Sasse's uh, performative jackassery uh, from the extremes on the left and the right uh, because there's so much agreement in terms of just some of those basic things that, that need to be done. Is, is there anyone either in the House or in the Senate – Who is is kind of taking that laser focused approach of, hey, can we can we just do this? We all agree on this. Can we just do that? Or are the politics so big and so heavy uh, and both sides using it to raise campaign cash and have as a wedge issue? uh, Are we just not in a space where anyone can say, let's just do one very specific thing?
2: There doesn't seem to be a ton of appetite for a particularly narrow immigration bill. I will say that uh, Congresswoman Maria Elvira Salazar in Florida, she's a Republican, um, has really kind of stood out a bit as a Republican who has put forward some pretty concrete immigration proposals that are a little bit more narrow than the paths to citizenship that Democrats have pushed but would still provide you know, some form of status for undocumented immigrants. She's called it her dignity plan. Mm. And so, you know, and she was also one of the Republicans who voted for the DREAM Act, um, right. which would have given a path citizenship for recipients of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. So I think she's a good example of a Republican who has shown an interest in working across the aisle and, in, you know, getting something through to protect immigrant communities. But I can't say it's the pervasive tone in the House of Representatives right now.
1: Yeah. And anything else on the Senate side that you're watching? Any Anything we should be aware of there?
0: Um,
2: well, in terms of inside the House, you mentioned impeachment. and I think that's certainly uh, the next move to watch. Um, <laughs> right. just, on, just hours, not even hours after the hearing, it slightly overlapped with the hearing. Um, a group of House Republicans held a big press conference um, announcing another resolution to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas or what they see as uh, failing to secure the border in violation of immigration laws. This is the second measure to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary that's been released um, this year, um, and it's only February 2nd. So I think we might even expect to see some more. But I think that's just an example of where House Republicans are really just kind of ramping up um, that scrutiny of the Biden administration and making it really clear that, really setting the tone, I think, for um, a session that's going to be very, you know.
1: Did we lose her? Oh, you still there? There we go. Um, And then finally, I wanted to get to, uh, because you also look at this from the court standpoint, is there anything in terms of immigration law or anything that's playing out in the courts uh, as it relates to immigration that we should be keeping our eye on as well? Uh,
2: Absolutely. There are multiple uh, cases progressing through the courts that are uh, very relevant to um, immigration watchers. I think I would start with um, the Title 42 case. Uh, Title 42 is the pandemic-related policy in place for nearly three years now that allows border agents to expel asylum seekers to enter the U.S. without considering their protection claims. The Supreme Court has kept that policy in effect for now while it considers a different, slightly more technical question about whether Republican states can join the case and defend the border policy. They're not satisfied with the Biden administration's defense of it. And so, you know, those oral arguments are going to be Later this month, and I think, you know, that'll be a significant case to watch because if the Supreme Court were to side against those Republican states, we could see an end to that border expulsion policy and a huge change to the way that asylum seekers are processed at the border. If they side with the Republican states, we could see more litigation, more court fighting over Title 42, and likely that policy in place for months longer. I'm also watching DACA. We've discussed this a little bit earlier, but that's the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. Um, That's back at Texas, the federal district court. Um, The other another group of Republican-led states have asked that the program be struck down. Um, Briefing on that is ongoing.
1: Okay, Uh, so important there. Anything anything you're watching for, anything you're hearing rumblings about in terms of uh, the State of the Union address coming up on Tuesday, anything the president may address the nation with as it relates to the border security and immigration?
2: You know, I think that remains to be seen. On the one hand, I think, obviously, immigration is a hugely important topic, and it's something that Republicans in particular have really made a huge part of their platform, um, as seen by the fact that the Judiciary Committee made it the topic of their first hearing of the year. But at the same time, I don't know that it's an issue that Biden feels like he's necessarily winning on. Uh, both Republicans and Democrats have pretty harsh words to the president about their, his handling of the border, both for entirely opposite reasons. Um so, I, I mean, possibly I could see the president being a little bit hesitant to focus his remarks on that. You know, maybe he'll choose to focus it more on something that he feels is a strong point of his administration and not something quite as controversial politically. But at the same time, you never know. I, I haven't personally seen the president's remarks. Um, so I'm going to have to, you know, watch out with everybody else. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then, anything the else, the president's obviously uh, winding down in terms of the uh, pandemic. Uh, response there. So that obviously has in implications on Title 42. Um, anything else uh, happening or rumblings uh, around that coming to an end and then that o- what ultimately happens as a result of that uh, down at the border?
2: Yes, it has been a little bit of a busy news month. Um, <laughs> the president has, has announced that you're uh, planning on terminating the public health emergencies uh, that were put in place at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic on May 11th. And the president has said that he, he believes that when those policies terminate, that's going to take that Title 42 policy down with it. Um, and I've spoken to lawyers about this, and they point to language in the Title 42 order itself, or at least in the latest version uh, issued under the Biden administration, but it does very clearly state that when the national public health emergencies end, so will this Title 42 border expulsion policy. So Title 42 is really a bit up in the air now because it's you know being litigated in court. And what the courts do and don't do is going to affect whether that policy stays in effect or goes. But also on like a very separate track, the Biden administration might be lifting it in a different way. Right. I am sure if they do so, we will see more litigation.
1: Uh, fantastic. Great insight as always. Suzanne Moniak, staff writer at CQ Roll Call, covering immigration law and policy in the courts and on Capitol Hill, always helps us make our way through a very complicated, complex uh, set of policies that uh, that impact everybody in a significant way. Suzanne, always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Great perspective there from Suzanne. Love having her on. She's so smart on all of those issues and how they're all interrelated and how if we just took a little more simple approach, we could get a lot more done that actually will make a difference uh, for all of us as it relates to immigration and the border. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. We'll be right back on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio.